Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sikha from Lakota Sikhas, Khailikit Aleph, Parsha's Pikude Sikha Aleph. And the topic of the sikha is that in this week's Parsha we learn about the bracha that Moshe gave and the Rashi on it. And there are four parts in the sikha. The Rebbe will, number one, ask eight questions on Rashi. Number two, present the key to what's really bothering Rashi. Number three, based on this, answer the eight questions. And number four, present the lesson in Avedas Hashem. On the Pasuk in our parsha, after the completion of everything that had to be done for the Mishkan, where it says, Vayar Moshe has kolam gamer, and Moshe saw all of the work, all of the labor, Vayavarach Oysa Moshe, and Moshe gave them a bracha. So Rashi quotes the words, Vayavarach Oysa Moshe, and Moshe gave them a bracha, and Rashi explains, Amr lahem, he said to them, Yehi rotzein shetishra shechina b'maiseyadeichem. May it be the will that the shechina should dwell in the work of your hands. And he told them another thing, Vihi noyam Hashem alekeinu aleinu v'gamer. And may the pleasantness of Hashem alekeinu be upon us. And regarding this other thing, Rashi says, Vuhu echad miyud aleph mizmeirim shabit tefila l'moshe. It's one of the eleven mizmeirim that are in tefila l'moshe. So in Tfilah Lamaisha, we have one of the Mizmerim that Moshe Rabbeinu said. There are 11 of them, and this is in one of them. It's actually in the very first one of the 11 Mizmerim. And there are five questions here. And as we'll see, there's, there are another three questions when we compare this Rashi to another similar Rashi. The first question is, what's difficult over here that compels Rashi to explain what the bracha was? Why does Rashi have to say anything over here? It would seem that after they didn't fulfill the command of Hashem and they receive a bracha, that it's self-understood what the bracha is. They just did what Hashem told them to do and they did it exactly as Hashem told them to do it. And so if it says that they received the bracha, it seems like it's self-understood what the bracha was. The bracha is something to the effect of Hashreinu Matev Chalkeinu or Yashakayach. So why does Rashi have to say anything over here? And this question is especially difficult since Rashi says that it's not a bracha at all, but rather a tefillah, because Rashi says, Amr lehem yihi ratzin, and yihi ratzin are the words of a tefillah and not the words of a bracha. The second question is, the words Amr lehem at the very beginning of Rashi seem to be extra. It already says in the Pasuk, Vayivarech Aisam, so all that Rashi needs to do now is start with saying what the bracha is, yihi ratzin. Why does Rashi first write the words Amr lehem? The third question is, from where does Rashi know to add the second bracha of Hinoyam Hashem Alekinu Aleinu V'gamer? From where does Rashi know to add that this was said over here by Meshrabeinu? And even if there is a proof from the Pasuk over there or from some other place that Meshrabeinu said this at this point in time in our parsha, but then it should be said in Tehillim that this was said at the time of Parsha's Pekudeh. The only reason Rashi would say it over here, if there's a proof over here, that Moshe Rabbeinu said the second bracha as well. So the question is, what's the proof over here that Moshe Rabbeinu said this? The fourth question is, what is Rashi hinting to by adding v'goymer? He says, v'goymer. What is he hinting to with the word v'goymer that is somehow answering the question of a Talmud Mamulach, a seasoned student? When Rashi adds the word v'goymer, He's alluding to the next words, that those next words would be helpful to answer the question of a Talmud Mamulach. So the question is, what is it that Rashi is hinting to over here to answer the question of the Talmud Mamulach? And the fifth question is, what is Rashi teaching us by adding, This is one of the 11 Mizmairim of Tfilah Lamaisha. Why does Rashi have to tell us that there's 11 Mizmairim of Tfilah Lamaisha if this is actually these words, 
are in Tfilah Lamesha itself. And even though the Rebbe points out in the Sikha that that's what's brought down in the Medrash, but number one, that's not what Rashi does. He doesn't copy Midrashim word for word. He only brings up, down what's relevant in Pshutosh HaMikra. And number two, Rashi doesn't even mention that it's Kiddi Isab Medrash, that this comes from the Medrash. And so from here it's understood that this is completely within Pshutosh HaMikra and it's not related whatsoever to the Medrash. The Sikha continues by pointing out that there's actually a very similar Rashi in Parsha Shmini, on the Pasuk, Vayavai Moshe Va'aron Vagaymer, and Moshe and Aaron came, Vayetsu Vayavarchos Am, and they went out and they gave the nation a bracha. So Rashi says, Amru, they said, Vihi Noya Mashem Aleinu, may the pleasantness of Hashem be upon us. Ihi Rotsayin, Shetishra Shchina B'Maisei Deichem Chulu. May be the will of Hashem that the Shchina should dwell in the work of your hands, etc. And there are three questions here. So that makes it questions six, seven, and eight. So the sixth question is, there, in the Rashi and Parsha Shmini, he doesn't conclude with the words, V'goymer. He doesn't say, V'hinayam Hashem Aleinu, V'goymer, V'hu echad miyud alef mizmeirim, Shabbat filo And the question is, why not? The seventh question is that the order of the brachas is reversed. Over there in Parsha Shmini, Rashi first says Vihinayam and then Yihiratsayin. And in our Parsha, Rashi first says Yihiratsayin and then Vihinayam. And the eighth question is that the Rashi says Amru, they said. It doesn't say Amru Lahem, they said to them. And here he says Amr Lahem, he said to them. So how come over there we don't have the word Lahem? And here we do have the word Lahem. Now we're going to move on to the key of the Sikha. And based on this explanation, it's going to lead into the answer of all, our, all of our questions on Rashi. So the explanation in all of this is as follows. The difficulty here is that the Psukim here are discussing the completion of the making of the Mishkan and its Kalim, which was done by the Chach Melev. And since the Pasuk concludes with saying, So it seems that Oysam refers to the Chach Melev. And so it's not understood. Why didn't Moshe give a bracha to all the Yidin, not just the Chachmelev, when each man and woman brought what was needed for the Mishkan? And they didn't just bring it on a, you know, in a basic way. They brought it to the extent that Moshe had to announce that they should stop their donations. So why didn't Moshe give a bracha to the entirety of Kalah Yisrael? And even if you explain that when it says B'nai Yisrael in the previous Pasuk about them building the Mishkan, that it refers to all the Yidin, and it refers to the donating to the Mishkan, because that's part of building the Mishkan, but still, why would Moshe wait close to half a year to give them this bracha? Because this is occurring when the Mishkan was already built, which was six months, and so it was close to six months after the Yidin made their donations. And because of this question, rather we must say that either Moshe certainly gave them a bracha at the time, and it doesn't have to be written because it's obvious, or that there is no need to give them a bracha because it's obvious that he's thankful. And based on this idea, it's going to lead into answering all of our questions. And based on this, we can now answer the questions on Rashi. And therefore, because of this idea that we just explained, so we must say that when it says here in our Pasuk, we have to say that it's not a regular bracha, since then it would not have to be written or not even be said. So this answers part of our first question. What's difficult that compels Rashi to explain what the bracha was? What's difficult is that if it was a regular bracha of thanks, it wouldn't have to be written here, and it wouldn't even have to necessarily be said by Moshe Rabbeinu. So therefore, Rashi explains that this is not a regular bracha of things, but rather a special bracha that's related to the completion of making the Mishkan. 
Now, what was this bracha? So, since by Hashem everything is midah connected midah, so since the Eden made the Mishkan in order to bring about Veshachanti Besaycham, so therefore Rashi explains that the bracha was Hirotzin, that indeed it should accomplish that the Shechina should rest, should dwell in the work of the Eden. And that's why Rashi first writes Omer Lehem. Rashi starts off, so we're answering our second question. Why does Rashi start off by saying Omer Lehem? Because the reason this bracha is mentioned in the Pasuk as opposed to a bracha of thanks, is because it wasn't just a regular bracha of thanks, but rather something which is relevant to them and what they were seeking to accomplish. So that answers to us what's difficult to Rashi here. What's difficult to Rashi here is why would this bracha have to be mentioned? And Rashi therefore says it has to be a bracha related to what they were trying to accomplish, which that is the bracha, which is really a tefillah, that since they were trying to accomplish v'shechanti b'saychem, the tefillah is that indeed, and that's what Rashi says, to emphasize the reason this bracha has to be written here, as opposed to a bracha of things, is because this bracha was relevant and related to what the Yidim were trying to accomplish. Now we're going to move on to answer the third question. So however, there's a question here. Rashi just taught that the Yidim weren't able to wreck the Mishkan. Prior to this, just prior to this, Rashi explained that the Yidim weren't able to physically build the Mishkan, and Hashem told Moshe to make as if he's standing up to crush him, and he, Hashem, would actually make them stand up. And if so, there should also be a bracha for Moshe, since he participated, but it should be such a bracha that includes the Yidin, since the doing of Moshe over here completed the work of the Yidin. And therefore Rashi adds that we find the idea of in the Pasuk of and in it, Moshe included himself with the Yidin. So that's where Rashi adds, that there was a second bracha, so that it should explain to us how Moshe was also included in it since he participated. And to answer the fourth question, and Rashi adds the word v'gaymer, if a Talmud Memulach will ask why it says aleinu in the Pasuk over there, v'inoyam Hashem alekeinu aleinu, if Moshe Rabbeinu over here said, he wrote in Shetish Roshchino b'maisiyadeichem, that it's just a Yidin, so why does he include himself aleinu? So the Talmud Memuluch can see that the next words, it says right afterwards, that Moshe Rabbeinu also participated. Like we said, that Moshe Rabbeinu made as if he was lifting up the Krushim, and Hashem made them actually stand up. And now we're going to move on to answer the fifth question. However, you can ask, how do we know that Moshe said, Maybe Moshe just said the beginning of the Mizmer. It says, So the first part was said by Moshe. But maybe the later part, including V'inoyam, was not said by Moshe. And indeed it says in the Mizmar, it says, Shivim Shana, Shmeinim Shana, and we know that Moshe Rabbeinu lived longer than that. And maybe that's really the reason the Midrash says that the Yidin are the ones that said it. So maybe also when it says V'inoyam, Hashem Alekeinu Aleinu, it was said by the Yidin. And it doesn't include Moshe Rabbeinu. So because of this, therefore Rashi adds, V'u'echad miyur alef mezmerim she and so it makes sense that Moshe said it, because if there's 11 Mizmarim, it doesn't make sense that in the middle of one of them, it switches to the Yidin. If it's just one Mizmar of Tefillah Moshe, so we can say Moshe said the first part, and the Yidin said the second part. But if there are 11 Mizmarim here that are the Mizmarim that were said by Moshe Rabbeinu, then it doesn't make sense that in the middle of Tefillah Moshe, the first of them, it switches away from Moshe, and then it comes back to Moshe in the next Mizmar. So that's where Rashi tells us it's one of the 11 Mizmarim in Tefillah Moshe. Now we can understand all the changes in Rashi in Parsha Shmini. When it says in Parsha Shmini that Moshe and Aaron gave a bracha to the nation, to the Yidin, there it refers to the Avoid of Moshe and Aaron. 
what was said right before that in the Pesukim is the Avaidah of Meishan Aaron on the eighth day of the Meluyim. So that bracha relates to the Avaidah of Meishan Aaron. And that's why it doesn't say Lahem, since it wasn't being said to the Yidin, it was being said about their own Avaidah. It also doesn't say the Gaimer, because the second part of the Pasuk, after Vihin Noyam Hashem Aleinu, which means the pleasantness, pleasantness of Hashem Aleinu should be upon us, after that, the second part of the Pasuk doesn't refer to the Avaidah of Meishan Aaron. It says, Yadenu, the work of our hands. That doesn't refer to their Avaidah. And it also doesn't say, since there's no thought over here to say that this was said by the Yidin. Since it doesn't relate to the Avaid of the Mishkan, which then we can say it's the Yidin saying it. This refers to the Avaid of Meish and Aaron. So when we see the Avaid of Meish and Aaron, and we're going to explain that when it says, it refers to a tefillah about this, there's no reason to think this is the Yidin saying it. Since this has nothing to do with the Yidin, this has to do with the Avaid of Meish and Aaron. And that's also why the order is reversed. Since this is the order of how it happened. First, it was the work of Meish and Aaron. And through that, it brought about like Rashi says that the Shechina didn't rest during the and it only rested through the Aveda of Aaron so first there was there was the Aveda of Mesh and Aaron and then afterwards there was the dwelling of the Shechina in the work that the Yidin did now we're going to move on to the Hira, the lesson from this teaching of Rashi. And it's a fascinating Hira, and it's written at great length in the Sicha, and here we're going to go through it briefly. So the Hira is that even after the Yidin fulfilled the command of Hashem in its entirety of contributing to the Mishkan, and even after all the work of the Chach Meleiv, they still couldn't erect the Mishkan, and they needed Moshe to erect it. And even this wasn't enough, and they still needed the Vayavarach Oysa Moshe, the Bracha for Moshe, in order for the Shechina to rest in the work that they did. And on the other hand, when the Yidin did bring their work to Moshe, so not only did he give them a bracha, but he also included himself with them in the bracha. And he said, And what we can learn from this is that this is true in the Avedah of every Yid. That even when a person completes their entire Avedah, they must know that they don't have the full ability to bring it to its completion of building a Mishkan for Hashem. But rather, they must bring it to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Ispashtusa, the Moshe Bechaldar Vadara, the Rebbe, the Nasi Adar. And this is because only he has the power and the ability to make a Mishkan from Hashem from the Aveda of Yidin. And the reason is because he stands between Hashem and the Yidin. He's a Mamutza between Hashem and the Yidin. And even after the contribution of Moshe, the Shekhinah did not rest in the work of the Yidin until Moshe first gave them a bracha. And in simple words, what this means is that each Yid, with all of their qualities in Aveda, must be attached and connected to the Ispashtusa, the Moshe Bechaldar, Vadara, the Rebbe, that specifically through him a person connects to Hashem. And even more so, more than this, that he is the one that connects the Yid to Hashem, all things in the life of a Yid, both in Gashmias and in Ruchnias, depend on the Rebbe. And these two ideas, that the Rebbe is the one that connects a Yid to Hashem, and that everything in a Yid's life, both Gashmis and Ruchnis, depend on the Rebbe, so these ideas are also found in Nigla. As it says in the Mechilta on the Pasuk, it explains over there that it's the connection to the Meish Rabbeinu that makes the connection to Hashem. And regarding the second point, that all things in the life of a Yid, both Gashmis and Ruchnis, depend on the Rebbe, it's also a nigla, like it says that Mishi Yeshle, it says in Gemara, Mishi Yeshle someone who has someone sick in his home, Yelech Eitzel Chacham, Yivakish Olav Rachamim. He should go to a Chacham 
and ask mercy from him. So we see that you need the Chacham for any type of sickness, both a Gashmi's Dika sickness and a Ruchni's Dika sickness. I'm going to point out over here, it's just that there are two conditions over here. The first is that he should be a Chacham. A Chacham is someone who is a Reyes Anoilet. What that means is that he sees the Dvar Hashem creating everything each and every moment. And the reason it has to be such a person is because then he can see the truth of each matter, which allows him to see what the sickness is and to wake in mercy. How is he able to wake in mercy? Because since he sees the Dvar Hashem, he's also able to change the Tzerufim. Then instead of the Tzerufim being such that brought down something bad into the world, it could be such that it doesn't bring this thing into the world. So that's the first thing is. And the second is that he has to be Ba'ir, which means that even though he's involved in lofty things, but nevertheless, he's not closed off to himself, but is rather found in the midst of the city and dedicated to each Yid that is there. And this is similar to the Yidin having to bring their work to Moshe, that Moshe was the Chacham. On one hand, we see that Moshe was the one that had the ability to bring everything to its completion, so he's like a Chacham. And Moshe included himself together with the Yidin, like we said, that he, he participated in their work and included himself in the bracha. So we see this idea of being a chacham and ba'ir in Moshe Rabbeinu. And for the final part of the hero, however, before the Yidin come to Moshe, before we come to the Rebbe, to the Nasei Adar, it says, meaning that before the participation and bracha of Moshe, the Yidin did everything that they were able to do to the fullest extent. And this teaches us that a person only merits the participation and the bracha of the Ispashtusa, the Moshe Bechaldar Vadara, when they do their Aveda to the best of their ability. Similar to what it says about a person doing Parnasa, that Hashem gives the bracha in the person's work. So the person has to do his work, and then there's the bracha of the Nasei Adar. And otherwise, the person is not a cleat to the participation and bracha of Moshe. However, when you didn't do their Avaidah properly, and then they come to Moshe in the correct way, with a Munah, so then Moshe participates in the Avaidah of the Klal, and also helps the Prat, not just the Yidin in general, but each individual. And after his participation, he affects with his Bracha the resting of the Shekhinah, and Maisei Adenu of the Yidin, and of himself, and he brings each and every one to their true Shlema.